I'm your summer, summer idol, <laughs> Rayo. <laughs> and I promised I'd let you write the intro for this one, and you decided are, are you'd you be proud? an idol anyway. Yeah. Are you proud? I, I did it for you. <laughs> I mean, I, I am proud, but I'm also somewhat disappointed. <laughs> good, good. That was my I was, goal. <laughs> I was expecting something else. Uh, this isn't what I was expecting, but what you know what? You it's fine. Did I don't you know. want me to be like a Yakuza or something? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I'm your new fatherly Yakuza of the season. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, I was just... Like, you You were just like, oh, I don't want to be the idol. But now you're you're here and you chose to be the idol. So you can't, yeah. you can't say anything. Yeah, no, I, I got to keep flipping expectations on you so that you don't, you know, rest easy. Uh... <laughs> Don't get too comfy. Mm, no. <laughs> no, I want to be comfy. This is the worst. I want to be comfy. I want to be comfy. <laughs> well, this week, at stands for absolute territory because we'll be discussing the start of the summer 2018 season. That's Woo. right, kids. Get your swimsuits, potential love interests, and comical misunderstandings in order and let's head on to the beach. It's beach. cicadas, long walks down the sunset path of the vending machine, and existential horror all the way down. <laughs> is that what summer's about? <laughs> yes. Those are all the things summer is about, especially wow. in Japan. Oh. And especially okay. existential horror. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't make the rules. I just say it how it is. Okay. <laughs> so what you been up to, Betty? Uh, I have been up to more or less not a whole lot, but also kind of a lot. Mm. I... Went to go play Northwest. Yeah. Which was super fun. I got to hang out with all my friends. I was on a streamed game of Scythe, which is a cool board game, and also one of my, my dear friends. Your your dear friends is a board game? Well, no, I was talking about Cole. <laughs> <laughs> no one will understand that joke. <laughs> no one will understand that joke. <laughs> Except for, like, maybe one or two people out there. Yeah, in the whole world. <laughs> you didn't even get it until... I mean, I yeah. honestly... I honestly might keep that pause in there just just for the comedic effect. I do that sometimes. Sometimes I will keep pauses as they are. Because sometimes I will edit them out for the sake of, you know, brevity. But sometimes I just keep them there because they're funny. I have heard them. I've seen them with my eyes. Slash ears. Well, I was going to say, you don't exactly see them with your eyeballs, and you, you kind of listen to them, them with your eardrums. I see them, Soup. I mean, that's, that's, that's fair. <laughs> keep, keep that pause, too. Yeah, I mean, I, I went to go play, and that was, that was super fun. I, I mean, there's nothing about it that is, isn't already on the internet, on my Twitter account, or anything else. Mm-hmm. I wrote a game at 2 a.m. This is a tabletop sort of 
I guess it's not technically a tabletop. It's just a game you can play. Any, it's like a role playing game, kind of. It's a semi. I wanted to go for semi, se- semi real, right? Like semi fictional. Yeah. So I did. You did. I could talk a lot about what my thought was going into like writing that game, but honestly, mm-hmm. I would rather let people figure it out and come to their own conclusions. And I'm not going to say anything about it. Other than what I've already said, so yeah, I mean, there you we go. Could, we could go into a long talk about your your psychology and and what led you to writing right. But this we've thing already done that, just not in the presence of the audience. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like you know, I know, <laughs> you know, I know. But these they, they don't have thoughts. to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sorry. No, but I had, I, had a, I had a lot of fun <laughs> writing that, and I will at some point put it to graphics. I'll put yeah. it on, on paper. I kind yeah. of, my thought about it is I want to make it a game that can fit in your wallet. So oh. I'm going to focus on, on formatting it like that. Do it. Yeah, That's and nice. aside from that, I am going to... Well, okay. I'm not going to go I'm not going to say exactly where I'm going, but I'm going down sa- south. Uh, uh, north south? North. <laughs> I I'm I'm going to an out of the way place with a body of water where people go to vacation and also probably to do drugs, but that's not what I'm going there for. So Okay, I was going to say <laughs> I was like, wow, it's, you're admitting it, listen, a lot. <laughs> it's a hippie town. It's a hippie town. That's okay, okay. <laughs> only, hip, only hippies and people who run the the Mexican food truck live there, basically. And I'm mm. not even sure about the latter. They might just they might just take their food truck down there. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, I mean, it's a food truck, so they could just drive it anywhere. <laughs> right, right. I I think it's south. Uh-huh. But I'm not a hundred percent sure. So I'm not going to make any definitive statements. It could be south, it could be north. Honestly, I'm so bad at directions, I couldn't tell you. Yeah, I'm, uh, I also have other stuff coming down the pipeline. Okay. I signed a lease. So I yes. will have a place to live next year for school. Yeah. That's exciting. Now, let me, let me tell you about this, because this was really kind of... And I've I've told people about this. <laughs> I was going to ask for more details because th- this was a fun story. <laughs> okay, yeah. So, so <laughs> everybody needs to know about this. Yes. Because yes. <laughs> I I okay, I got back from GoPlay. I, yeah. I flew back on, on Monday evening mm-hmm. and I got home around like twelve to one ish. Mm-hmm. Because one of my friends was gracious enough to drive me home. We went to get in and out and then we went home and it was nice. Yeah. yeah. Now, I went to sleep and the thing that happened to me over the weekend at GoPlay, aside from all the other cool stuff that I did, was I got a call from my former roommate, one of my former roommates, who I have to edit out of the podcast. Yeah, constantly. one of the loud ones. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, he called me up and said, Hey, I'm thinking about, you know, getting a getting the group that I have together and getting this house and the the lady uh, the real estate person is like, you know, if you can get x amount of people, we can sign the lease and basically you can you can just have the house, right? You can, you know, have it for the for the year. And he was like, "Okay, well I want to do that as soon as possible then because he's been 
like working really hard to find a house for all of his friends and him and he's just like oh yeah if your plans fell through you know you can you can come live in a house with me oh <laughs> yeah i was just like okay sure i'm not going to go through the hassle of finding a room for one i mean which honestly it wouldn't be that hard because a room for one is really easy to find but whatever less hassle for me overall if i can yeah. just be like okay i i know what it's like to live with you and we're just in a house and we just pay the, I'm, I'm like it was pretty easy aside from the fact that i had to sign a a statement of intent to uh sign this lease basically right it's just like a like an application right i had to send an application in and it was in pdf form from the school from my school they have like a pdf on their site now the problem is it is a protected secure pdf so if you edit it on on a computer you can't save any of the information in the boxes which is understandable but also really annoying if you don't have a a computer or b a printer or c enough time to print sign fill out and then send by mail to somebody because like i was in seattle at the time and yeah. this is in sunny old california so and you didn't have your laptop <laughs> and i also didn't have my laptop because i was at go play northwest i didn't think i would need it but i managed to track down a laptop i managed to fill out the information i sent it to him and we got all that sorted out and then after that he was just like okay cool fine we were trying to figure out what day works to sign the lease because we had to go sign the lease in person and have all the terms explained to us and that was fine except he was like okay we can do like Friday or Thursday, and it turns out that every day doesn't work for people except for Tuesday, which is the day after <laughs> I got back. Uh huh. <laughs> Barely, technically. Yeah. By the time I got home, it was it was the day of, so I yeah. went to sleep, and <laughs> I, I I went to sleep knowing I would have to sign the lease in the um in in the evening the next day because. She was like, we can do it, you know, in the evening if that works best. And we were like, okay, yeah, that's that's fine. Because I would not want to drive down like in the morning after my my trip. So the evening was the best that we could manage. So I drove all the way down, except here's the kicker. I wake up at 1 p.m. on on Tuesday <laughs> and I get a call from my my father who has graciously signed a check with the security deposit on it. And he says, so are you driving down to sign the lease today? And I say, why, yes, I am. And I'm still <laughs> half asleep at this point. And he says, well, this might present some issues. As you know, <laughs> your sister totaled one of the cars. Now, I didn't know this. You didn't not even, Not even in the least. Because my family doesn't tell each other anything because we just kind of operate on our own. Now, nobody had bothered to tell me that my sister totaled the car on the way back up from Los Angeles. Until then, 1 p.m., six hours before I had to go sign a lease. Now, the lucky thing about it was my sister didn't need to use the car that day. My mother was home, so... Oh, good. So you were able to drive. <laughs> right so it, it saved me what would have been a bus ride from from here where i live to san francisco and then from there however i would get down to santa cruz i i think i would have to have driven my father's car which is a big yeah. car i've never driven a big car before 
and then driven back up and then picked up my dad on the way. (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe he would have taken the bus or something. I'm sure he would have found a way home, but luckily I didn't have to do that. (laughs) Luckily, I did not have to do that. We had the car. We had the spare car, but my sister totaled the car and that means I don't have one to take to school with me. So that sucks. Yeah. But I did it. I signed a lease. I have a place to live and I managed to get down there and back up safely without dying. Or totaling a car. Yeah. And then while while I was down there signing my lease, I had a pretty nice dinner, honestly. I had a very good plate of nachos. <laughs> that does- Wait, nachos for dinner? <laughs> I mean it was it was it was a silver lining. I went I went to a Mexican food place and oh, okay, they had okay. nachos. I mean, yeah, if you go to like a, a Mexican, you know, taqueria or something, you get nachos. It's it's like a full plate of food. Oh, okay. So it's like yeah. one of those like where they stack a bunch of stuff on it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. I, I always love getting the carne asada because uh, no one does it quite like the taquerias. Mm. But yeah, it was it was really tasty. And the reason I really liked it was because they had a habanero sauce. Mm. A habanero hot sauce that I poured all over the nachos and I poured some more hot sauce over. It was really good. Oh, boy. That sounds like something I would not eat. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was the perfect amount of spicy because it was just on the brink of of bearable to the point where I was like every now and again I would consider maybe I'm done eating but then I would always go back for more. <laughs> I just imagine like a, a nacho volcano with this habanero sauce like leaking out of it. <laughs> oh, the best part is the habanero sauce was bright pink. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A pink volcano. <laughs> yeah, a pink volcano. Well, <laughs> nice. yep. So I, yeah. I got all my business taken care of. Oh, good. Enough about <laughs> me. What have you been up to? Uh, yeah, let's see. I've been rewatching some anime. I rewatched last week. I rewatched Princess Jellyfish. Oh, and then, yeah, so I good. I love that series. Now I I never finished the manga, so I'm I'm inspired to go back and read it. Oh, you should. Uh, I've done it. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, Let's do an yeah, episode yeah. On, on Princess Jellyfish. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fuck, I, I got so that. much to say about Princess Jellyfish. I love it. Let's go. It's so good. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, hey, right now. Then... Who cares what yeah, we're doing? Yeah. We're doing the episode right <laughs> now. All right, Princess anyway. Jellyfish. <laughs> I don't care about summer. Yeah. <laughs> Some things are more important. Um, And this week, I've been rewatching Mob Psycho because we talked about it last time <gasps> on the podcast. <gasps> Yeah, and that's been really enjoyable. I and last this past weekend, I went to go eat at an izakaya. <laughs> oh, I went to an izakaya too. Nice. <laughs> well, when I was uh, in Seattle, it was really. Oh my god, Renu! Mm-hmm. Sorry, mm-hmm. I'm gonna let you finish first. Actually, no, no, no it's okay. <laughs> okay, I went to I went to a like an izakaya style bar with my friends. Yeah. Which was really nice because it was like the first time I'd ever been to any kind of establishment like that with my friends because sure. you know, otherwise usually I'm just having a beer with dinner with my family. Yeah, yeah. But they had the best value during happy hour. Like mm. if I'm ever there again, I got to I got to hit that place up because yeah. $10, okay? Mm. $10 and you get three appetizers oh and you get also this little plate with three little like bite-sized foods on it that go with and get this 16 ounces of beer 
five ounces oh. of sake. All for ten dollars. Wow. That's so good. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> My heart could not take how how well priced it was, to be honest. Yeah. That's a good deal. It was called the Ten Bero set because it will make you Bero Bero, which means drunk. Aww, that's cute. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, tell me about your izakaya experience so that it's not just me talking over you. Oh, no, yeah. Uh, so it was like an izakaya slash tapas place, right? Uh, but it was mostly like, you know, I mean, basically Japanese tapas. <laughs> Which sounds weird, but uh, yeah. So we got we sat outside. Um, we didn't have any bidu. Uh, no bidus. And well, we all we all drove separately. So oh, I that's mean, we, no fun. We, yeah, we could have had like a drink, but then we got to sit around for like a long time, and we wanted to hang out somewhere else right after dinner. Um. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we ate there. It was really good. Uh, we had what was it? We had takoyaki. We had yakiniku. Um, we had these little like it, it was like enoki mushrooms wrapped in bacon and on a skewer. <laughs> mm. Let's see. They had uh, let's see, skewered scallops, and we had a couple different types of um sushi. We had like a little salmon uh maki. And some kind of like wafu, something or other roll that basically had like a whole bunch of different types of fish all wrapped up in one. It was like yellowtail, ikura, uh, tuna, salmon, something else. And then another like skydiver roll, which was like, I guess, one of their specialty rolls or whatever. It was a lot of food and very yummy. <laughs> Definitely a tapas style type thing. Oh, it sounds so good. Those are yeah. my favorite kinds of places. Mm -hmm. Because they cater to my interests so so perfectly, it's like yeah. lots of little foods. Yeah, yeah. Alcohol. Yeah. And seafood. Uh, yeah, I uh, I love those types of places too. The only problem is that it gets expensive like super fast. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. That's why you go during happy hour. Well, I don't know if this place had a happy hour, but we definitely were not there at happy hour. <laughs> That's unfortunate. Yeah, it was good regardless, and uh, I think we might go again sometime, maybe. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know what? That actually reminds me. Sunday was happy hour all day at the karaoke place we went to after. Oh. So it was $4 per person per hour, and then also the drinks were like 4 bucks. Wow. Yeah, I know. That's really good. Randy, we should go to karaoke sometime. Oh, boy. <laughs> We should go to karaoke sometime. It would just be Ingurishu all over the place somehow. <laughs> okay, here's let me. Okay, hang on, hang on. Let me relate to you the karaoke story because it's there's so much actually happened during. I totally forgot okay. about this. Okay. Mostly because I was I was just drunk at the time. <laughs> but we went to karaoke uh -huh. and one of my friends was really good at at finding like anime songs basically. Oh, <laughs> but he only found them near the end, near the end. But he okay. sang the first Digimon opening. Whoa. Now, here's here's the best part about this, though, is he only knows the first minute and 30 seconds. Wow. Because because anime, <laughs> because yeah, yeah. it's an anime the opening. intro. Yeah, yeah. Because he has the intro. But the best part was halfway through the song, our server yeah. comes in with our water. Yeah. And then he starts singing along too. <gasps> per 
perfectly. <laughs> oh my god, that's amazing. <laughs> and it was it was maybe maybe the, one of the best experiences ever. Like that was legendary. That was so good. Just imagine everyone being like, <laughs> Yeah, I know the tune of the song, but I don't know the words, so I could only sing along during the English parts right that's the ones that are just like oh my heart (laughs) or whatever (laughs) yeah yeah that was that was my fave that was my fave and i kept thinking that the door was weighted so that it would close automatically but it turns out it was just my friend closing the door really stealthily so that i would think that it closed automatically yeah no joke this is that's the way he said it (laughs) <laughs> so you know whatever that's just how it be sometimes um yeah what else have you been up to that, that's it man that's it <laughs> yeah okay do you want to talk about anime yeah we have so much anime to talk about let's dude. talk about anime <laughs> cool so first thing we're gonna talk about i guess are the sequels we can start with free dive to the future Dude, it's more free. It's basically, it picks up basically where the last season left off, where all the boys went off to college slash, you know, the underclassmen are still in high school. And if you haven't watched that um, extra arc where it shows how they are in like middle school and all the kids that they uh, make friends with there, you should watch it before watching this season because the middle school characters show up in a big way in this season. Um, yeah, otherwise, it's really, it's it's beautiful. It's Kiwani, you know, more more muscular dudes jumping in the water and into pools that are way too beautiful for this planet. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's fair. Yeah, I let you talk about this because I've yeah. got no clue what to say about it. It's... I don't know, homoerotic fish, fish boys. Yeah, that, I mean, that's it. That's free. <laughs> I, I watched the first episode of this with y'all, even though yeah. I haven't seen the second season, and yeah. it it's just the first season again. <laughs> like, there's an angsty swim boy from a younger period of time, and then Haru sees him again, and he's like, oh. I don't, but like, I, I don't know, man. I'm telling you, Soup, he had character development, okay? I mean, he doesn't that's... just swim free now. <laughs> that's fine, but like, unless the boys start like kissing each other, I don't care. Yeah, no, the, the boy that he keeps looking at is one of the high, uh, the middle school boys that they, they bring up during the uh, that whole arc. And it, it, there's a reason why they keep bringing him up. So I, I mean, imagine they'll explore that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure, but I just don't. I'm not into sports anime at the best of times. Yeah. So this doesn't hold my interest at all. This is like barely a sports anime, though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, sports is a vehicle for drama, but I'm just still not interested. <laughs> Heavy on the drama, light on the sports. I mean, no, I know I I understand. I think if anything, for someone who isn't invested in free, it's it's a beautiful animation to look at. But yeah, the drama in in the whole like franchise has to me always been super trivial, and I've always just been like, 
but I watch it anyway, and I love it anyway. <laughs> I mean, I yeah, that's that's yeah. fair. That's fair. Yeah. It's it doesn't it doesn't capture my interest, but that's because I'm just not into this this genre of no. I and pretty boys, legitimate. pretty boys yeah. make eyes at each other and don't yeah. do anything. It's yeah. like I mean, to be honest, <laughs> I have this with I have this with. Basically, a lot of things that Kyoani does, a lot of things that Kyoani does are very hit or miss for me. Yeah. And to be to be honest, like, I even have trouble with, with Hibike because, for this reason, where I'm just like, yeah, cute girls doing things, not kissing each other. <laughs> Making too many eyes, not enough lips. <laughs> too many eyes, not enough lips. They even, like, fucking hold hands. I don't know, dude. <laughs> I feel like well, I haven't watched all of Kiwani's works, but I feel like a lot of their romances, quote unquote, are like subtext kind of things, or they're like very gentle, light type of implied oh. romances. Oh yeah, no, 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 totally. Like this isn't yeah. just exclusive to homosexual relationships. They did this with Hyoka too. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Of Hyoka. They yeah. they also although to be fair. They did this with uh, the melancholy of Harui Suzumiya, but that was because the light novel was like that. Hmm. Yeah. God, what a throwback, Harui Suzumiya. That was one of my first, like, weirder animes. Mm-hmm. Like, that was one of the reasons I became a weeb, so... Oh, you know, yeah? <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, yeah, it is, it is integral to my, my early weeb days, and to this mm-hmm. day... Because of it, I still love ponytails. It's just the way it works. Oh. I think, for me, Clamp was what brought me into weepdom. And I've never looked See, back. <laughs> I watched a couple Clamp works, and I, I enjoyed them at the time, but I don't think I would enjoy yeah. them as much anymore. I think they're just too I, melodramatic. No. I hate... I actually really don't like watching clamp and like anime of clamp works i love reading them because the mm, interesting uh, like it it evokes you know like a like a huge respect and admiration for me as an artist right like like they are like the hashtag goals or whatever yeah that's fair and and of course like you know because of anime they, their style doesn't translate well to anime most of the time uh there are a couple of exceptions like uh I don't know. I think Subasa Chronicles does a pretty good job. Um, Cardcatcher Sakura do- sometimes does a good job. Yeah. Did you know that I've actually never watched or read Subasa Chronicles? Like my my gateway into Clamp was yeah. reading XXX Holic. Yeah. Which, to be fair, now that I think about it, if I went back and read it, I think I would actually still enjoy it. So whatever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a, yeah, that one's a good one. Um, yeah, but I mean, Subasa Chronicles is also like really long, and it also like ties in all of Clamp's other ties works. into every universe because <laughs> yeah. why not? Yeah. yeah, why not? So it, it's it's extensive. So I understand why you <laughs> would not have gotten into it yet. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm not gonna lie. It is yeah. very my thing to do that. Yeah. So it would behoove me to read them. Yeah, but there's just there's a lot of it. There's a lot of it, and I think it helps to have had read their other works, but you don't necessarily have to. Right. The only thing yeah. I know about Tsubasa Reservoir Chronicles is the sort of cameos that the characters make in XXX Holic, 
which mm. to be fair was was quite integral to to my tastes back sure. then so yeah yeah i mean i don't, I don't know free boys <laughs> muscles if you like free water well, hey, hey, you'll, hey. you'll like this one because it's more free <laughs> is that water is that water 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 yeah <laughs> okay hang on i have a i have a uh, one of my friends listens to this and he's from new jersey okay and he actually says it like that yeah it's that water <laughs> that one's for you paul yeah you you took this little segment out just to make fun of your friend <laughs> No, I love it. Keep watering on. Water. Water. Okay, let's let's talk about let's talk about Foodie Cootie Progressive. Yeah. Okay. Hi, it's Future Soup. I'm here with a little addendum to talk about this confusing mess of anime because we didn't understand how it worked, and I only just figured out how it works. So we watched the first episode of Foodie Cootie alternative which will air on september 8th of this year but the first episode was aired early on april 1st so yeah we're we're working off of that instead of foodie Kudi progressive which premiered on june 2nd of which all six episodes i think are out so we will at some point watch foodie Kudi progressive and then talk about that i have some thoughts about this okay tell me your thoughts my first thought was did foodie cootie really need a sequel no <laughs> the answer is no <laughs> my second thought is is there more than one episode of this out because it seems like people are reacting to it as if there is but we only watched one is. episode because there was yeah. only one on the site that we watched i kind of liked it are. Not gonna yeah, lie, yeah. I I thought it was charming in mm -hmm. in a certain way. I don't. Here's okay. So here's my thought. I don't think it's gonna capture the the magic of the first Foodie Kudi. Right. On the other hand, I think it's aiming for a slightly different demographic. It is. And on top of that, I I I feel very conflicted about it because. On one hand, what has been presented so far is pretty good. Like I kind of I, I like it, mind you, mm -hmm. because it's it's very charming. I like the focus on this group of friends. And I like the fact that they're kind of not like each other, right? Yeah. Like it's it's four girls as as the as the characters uh that are the focus of the first episode. The f the first one is Forehead, who is basically the main character from Antarctica. Yes. <laughs> there's there's the, you know, the one that's chubbier but likes food too much, which is so it's so it's such an overdone trope, and I hate that. Yeah. But the fact that that character is also friends with like main girl and nerd girl and you know pretty girl is kind of nice like yeah. i i like the dynamic between the characters more so than i think i like any of the characters individually right like i i think uh, they work as a unit they they do and i like that they decided to shift focus because it tells a different type of story 
Like, even though you have, you know, recurring characters or recurring types of characters in this new uh, series, I guess, sequel, uh, the fact that the main girls are, are you know, very different from, you know, the protagonist of the original Foodie Cootie uh, automatically sets the tone for a different kind of story to be told. And I think, to me, that's a lot more refreshing uh, because I think it... They they could have gone the easy route and basically retelling Foodie Cootie, but bigger and better, you know, because technology, whatever, it's been a million, zillion years since then. But instead, they decided to have a throwback to how the old animation looked um, and then also uh, incorporate a whole new cast to do something new with in a universe that was old. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm conflicted about it because on on one hand I feel like this was a story that is somewhat bound by the fact that it's a sequel to Furikuri. Yeah. On the other hand, I think it somewhat helps it. And I'm I'm going to have to watch more of it to form a full opinion about it like one way yeah. or another. But yeah. on one hand, it it is impossible to recapture exactly what made the first Hoodie Kuri special. Yeah. On the other hand, you know, it is. I like that they have, you know, the pillows doing the soundtrack again. I like that they're going to stick to six episode format for, I yeah. guess, two seasons is the way they're doing it. So two, yeah. two seasons of six episodes. I like that a lot, too. Mm -hmm. And I don't. Here's the thing. I don't think those things could have been done if this show wasn't a, a sequel to Foodie Cootie. Yeah. And I think they they help the show. I would have liked if the show was something new entirely. In, yeah. Like, I would rather it be a spiritual successor than a straight-up sequel. But I mm -hmm. also understand mm -hmm. that you know, pragmatically, that would not have happened. The fact that it's sure. six episodes, the fact that the soundtrack is done by the pillows, the fact that it's like this weird, strange, surreal metaphor for puberty and for, you know, the the blossoming into adulthood and yeah. the, the mess that is, right? Yeah. I Those things are enabled by the fact that it's a sequel to Foodie Cootie, and I don't yeah. think they would have been greenlit without that. Yeah, like the premise is already set there, so they don't need to spend as long a time building up the world, building up the characters, and, and yeah, they got the green light. Uh, but I think they carefully made this new series, or the, the sequel, uh, with that same question that we had, which is, does Furikuri really need a sequel? And I think that's why they went in a new direction with the story, because I'm pretty sure their answer to the question was also no, um, which is why, because like, I would say nine out of 10 creators, when they make something really good, they want to leave it like at that, right? But then if it becomes really popular, whatever, people want more of that universe, more of that story, uh, you know, you're you're hesitant to make a sequel because it's not going to live up to the name of the original. And plus, you want to spend that time that you have now to make something new because you've been so locked into making something that turned out really good and you want to see if you can make something else that's really good or to explore a new world or whatever. 
So um, I'm interested in seeing what new stuff that they'll put into the sequel. Uh, but yeah, I think I think it remains to be seen because, you know, like we said, we only watched one episode. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I think that's that's very fair. I I think the the correct mindset to go into this with is one of I'm not going to think of this as a sequel to Furikuri. I'm just going to think of it as its own thing set in a universe that is familiar to us. That's but, exactly how I think of it, know, yeah. Isn't isn't even necessarily going to be telling the same kind of story, even though to some right. extent it it does seem to be because it seems to be exploring themes of this and this is something that really speaks. It's probably the part of the reason I actually really liked it was it speaks to this this feeling of when you're a teenager and, you know, you have this routine of going to school and hanging out with your friends every day, you know, you, you get the feeling that every day will be like that for the rest of your life. And right. when something comes and catastrophically upsets your life, it's mm-hmm. it's you know, it's not going to be like that anymore. So, right. I I do think that there is some value to be explored there thematically. Mm hmm. And I am very interested to see where they go with it. I don't mm-hmm. think it will be as special as as Furikuri, but I don't think anything could be because yeah. I think it it struck for a set of people at a certain time, and yeah. you know you're never going to be able to capture that again. But on the other hand, you know it doesn't matter, right? Like yeah, the sequel to a thing being bad doesn't make the original thing bad so right i think at the uh, very least you can you can live with that comfort you know right. you can, it, you can say the experience i had with the original foodie Kuri is still special and still meaningful exactly yeah um yeah i don't know we'll see <laughs> we'll see we'll see i hope it's good yeah, i, I like so it too. so far i like it so far i'm interested in what kind of story they will tell i'm not looking to be as flabbergasted or wowed as with the original Fudikuri or uh, I I don't expect to have to rewatch it like two or three times before I understand the story like I did with the original Fudikuri. <laughs> so Yeah, I mean, I, I know, totally we'll didn't get it the first time I watched it, but no. it, it hit a chord with me in a way that yeah. I wasn't expecting anyway. And I think that's that's really one of the greatest values of of art. Mm-hmm. of of education like not education <laughs> i'm sorry i was thinking ahead to to hataraka saibo <laughs> yeah um to to entertainment and to media is is yeah. that moment when you don't understand why something resonates with you but it does anyway yeah and to me when i watched it i was like 13 14 so sure. you're right was, around that age of, i was i was at yeah. that age yeah and it it spoke to me in ways that I didn't understand until later when I could piece it together. Sure. So, yeah. 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 I would love to do an entire episode on Furikuri because, my God, do I love it. <laughs> I would but have that's to do a lot of research for that episode because... <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, would, you wouldn't have to do research. You would just have to watch it. And, yeah, and then that, we would, that entails research. <laughs> and then we would we'd walk through it. You know, okay, you know that, like... We have an episode of Full Metal Alchemist planned, right? Like I know, I have to 
watch so much while that on. <laughs> like, Renna, you gotta start now. I know. I will. It's good. Don't worry. When you start watching, you won't be able to stop. I know. You should think about me, who probably has to watch the original series again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, speaking of manga, let's talk about manga. Or anime based on manga, rather. Uh-huh. So, next... What do we have? Uh, Grand Blue, right? Yes. Yeah, it's it's the diving anime that I thought was gonna be another sports anime, but oh no it no turns no no, out it's a gag anime. <laughs> it is. Do you know what? So uh-huh. I was thinking about this while I was watching it. I haven't uh-huh. read a lot of this manga. I've read like maybe three or four chapters years ago. Okay. It came out in 2014. Oh. Which is surprisingly recent because yeah, all of the the comedic sensibility in this manga is super nineties. It feels old, yeah. It feels very old, yeah. But not in a bad way. I would I would say I think it's it's pretty good, honestly. <laughs> like it's <laughs> it's charming in in that dumb way that a lot of nineties anime with a lot of gag humor and a lot of slapstick is funny. Yeah. I think it was it was really interesting to watch uh, as someone who didn't know anything about it, didn't read anything about it, uh, because like when the jokes first started being made, I was like, hmm, this feels very like it feels cliche slash old. Like I didn't understand. But then they kept rolling with it. And I was like, oh, all of these jokes feel old. I was like, yeah. I was like, what's what's happening here? Like, I couldn't <laughs> understand whether I liked it or not. Like, I couldn't tell. I was just like, huh. But then by the end, I was laughing. Right, like the whole yeah. beginning part of that episode that we watched, I was just confused and kind of just trying to figure out this the, what this series is is trying to be about. And then in the end, it started to click. So I. I think this series could potentially be like a hit or miss for a lot of people i think so i i think you have to have been able to really enjoy like 90s style comedy to to really be able to enjoy this one in considering we're in like 2018 (laughs) i mean true this this started being serialized four years ago which is yeah mind-blowing to me that we yeah, can yeah. have a series like this with the right. sensibilities of of older manga right in like post 2011 let's be fair right, right 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 yeah yeah no i get you and it, it that's really shocking to me too i think it feels like it's written by someone who really really likes the glory days of the 90s <laughs> Maybe. do you want to know what so uh-huh. here's here's the thing is i think what really makes this Kind of special, honestly, is okay. that it's very, okay, it is very 90s feeling, right? It has yeah. a lot of, you know, that gag humor. But sure. a, a lot of the humor is very, like, bro-y, right? Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Not like, it's not like, oh, look at this fun sexual encounter that we're having. It's just like, oh, everybody hates this dude, and, like, these dudes love this dude, and they're drinking too much. <laughs> Right. It's it's humor that by all rights is is totally not at the expense of anyone but the main character. Like he's constantly taking the piss. 
Yeah, I I felt wary of it in the beginning because, of course, it was starting off with this main character who was like really hardcore about these ladies who were like right. half naked and everything. Also, his cousins, and and they were also his cousins. Uh, Boy, but then I hope that doesn't he, go anywhere. Unfortunate. Uh, I know they're treading a fine line. <laughs> that's like that's my like one thing. Of, I I know, and it's like that's that's the one of one of probably many things about the '90s era type of humor that is like mm, we should probably not revisit that. <laughs> right. But uh, yeah, yeah, the fact that rather than it being about him basically trying to perv on these girls the entire episode, it was about the entire show being written in a way to to bring this guy down and humiliate him in in every way possible. And make God. Him into a joke. <laughs> it's the yeah because I I think the difference is like he's not like a loser. He's just a normal dude, but he yeah. keeps getting into these situations where he's he's the butt of the joke, but not in a mean way. It's just kind of funny, right? <laughs> like oh, it, it's kind of coincidental the, humor right. type. <laughs> he makes a bunch of friends with these these muscular dudes and they take him yeah. out drinking and they're just like yeah. he's like, "Oh, I have to go to orientation tomorrow morning." He's like, "Oh, don't worry, we'll get you there." He ends up there in the morning, drunk off his yeah. ass and yeah. in his underwear, and that's hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Like I I feel like it is it is kind of it almost to me feels like the comedy of the 90s but you know in a way that's kind of good humored you know what it's like it's like when you Mm. meet like a frat bro but he's actually like really nice (laughs) that's that's what the humor feels like to me sure yeah yeah and god the legit though the gag where they are they're just like oh i'll make you some oolong tea and he fucking pours vodka and whiskey into a glass and it's like it's the same color drink it and he lights it on fire that was hilarious but then they kept doing it and the third time it wasn't funny but then the fourth time it was hilarious right it's like because they kept returning to it it becomes funny again yeah it I, it, it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how to s- describe this humor, but I've seen it in other Japanese comedic routines where, like, like they'll they'll keep repeating it with such good timing. Like the joke is the same, and yet somehow the impact each time is different. And in the end, by the end of it, it's more funny than it ever was from the beginning. <laughs> I don't know how yeah. they do it. <laughs> it's. I mean, the timing of it is pretty impeccable it's really yeah. funny <laughs> and like really funny and in, in like a really kind of endearing way where yeah, yeah. it's just so absurd that it keeps getting funnier yeah <laughs> yeah i mean yeah. i'm looking i'm looking forward to watching more of it i hope it doesn't go down any unfortunate routes uh, and i'm yeah, sure we'll that see. i'm sure that some people who have read the manga have some words for me let me live in the bliss <laughs> hopeful bliss so yeah let's let's talk about something that is based on a manga that's old which we're getting more of nowadays yeah last season it was megalobox this season it's banana fishu i love the banana fishu banana fishu <laughs> like, like, like the whole reason we basically started watching this anime is like we were trying to figure out what's the banana fish <laughs> I don't get it. Why is it called banana fish? Why is it called banana fish? 
And then, you know, because it's the first episode, thank God they like started to explain it, though. It's still a little bit strange, but whatever. Yeah. It's memorable. <laughs> I think that this this anime has uh it evokes a very a, a very 80s style like we looked at some of the characters and we're like that looks like an akira character yeah straight up like we had blonde tetsuo <laughs> we we had i think he was more of a redhead actually was he? he he had like brownish hair like brick hair or like light brick yeah, we got thought, light brick. Oh, I, we got I light brick Tetsuo. The, uh, the 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 super blonde guy, uh, Tetsuo. Oh, not not the, the main character. The main guy, blonde but... guy. No, not main blonde guy. Bad guy, blonde guy. He had like spiky hair. Oh, um, maybe he was. Maybe he was super blonde. Yeah, maybe he I'm was super saturated blonde. But yeah, we had Super Saiyan Tetsuo. Yeah. <laughs> we had uh, Life of Crime Yurio from Yuri on Ice. Yes. <laughs> and then we had we had Kaneda, but nice. <laughs> no, he was like Studio Ghibli Kaneda. <laughs> he was like Studio Ghibli Kaneda. <laughs> yeah. Like uh not like basically the exact opposite personality of Kaneda cuz he like uh, is there to work and stuff and he has a baby face and Right. Uh, get gets kidnapped. <laughs> See, this is this one this one is one that this is like an anime that will be refreshing to you if you miss the 80s and not the 90s. I love this aesthetic. <laughs> it's it's pretty good. I I'm a little bit perplexed by the setting of it and the fact that <laughs> the setting of it was created by an 80s mangaka, but you know, I guess that's what was popular then, American crime. So it's yeah, about dude. drugs and crimes and gangs. Yeah, dude. I love and that they address the fact that they are all very surprised that a young blonde white teenage boy is the leader of this gang. <laughs> right. I think I think in he's New in like York New York City. or LA, but yeah, like I think I think he's in New York. I'm not sure. But like most <laughs> of the gangsters are actually people that would be in those groups, like black people and Latinos. Which and here is here is the one you know, praise I will give to the character design of this show. The people of color in this show actually look like people. They don't look yeah. like gross caricatures. I hate that when they ah. Uh, but yeah, I I agree. Is is that all these NPCs or whatever you know these side the characters. NPCs? Yeah, right. These NPCs. <laughs> You're not wrong. Uh, they, they look like they were probably based on studies that this artist might have done of, you know, of, of people in 80s New York or 80s United States at, at the very least. Um, right. And I, I mean, I, I at least enjoy that. I, I am curious about where the story will go and whether it'll be like super, like outward looking in type of like oh this was clearly written by someone who did not live in america at all <laughs> i but, mean uh, <laughs> i feel like it's gonna end up like that anyway because yeah. even even <laughs> even media we have here about mm -hmm. crime that happens right crime and yeah. gang films aren't quite representative of what those things yeah, are actually like that's fair yeah so um a little, little bit of leeway, to be perfectly honest. Sure, I, I will. I will, of course, take into consideration that yeah, it's it's written by someone who you know they're a Japanese mangaka and and whatnot. But 
yeah, I'm I'm just really curious on where the story will go. Like, yeah, uh, we I don't know banana fish, man. <laughs> I mean, it is it is the kind of story that we don't have a lot of nowadays in yeah, yeah. anime, and it's told in a way that is so you know representatively eighties, yeah, or or pre two thousands, I will say, because. Sure. The way that the story is told is much less like modern storytelling, but in a way yeah. that's not bad, right? It's it's good. It's it is good. Yeah, it's not falling into pitfalls necessarily. Yeah. I mean, I've only seen one episode, but it's it feels a lot like this is the kind of storytelling that we don't really have a lot of nowadays, and it's nice that we right. get one. Right. I am interested. I would be interested rather in in hearing about how this compares to the original manga and how uh the animation studio might have you know switched elements around or whatever to make it more uh to make it flow better or to make it more palatable to a modern audience um I don't know because I don't know anything about the original series but uh so far it's yeah. been really enjoyable to watch I mean here's here's the thing that I will say about this is that the first mm -hmm. episode was very engaging which yes I think a lot of times that's not even true anymore. Yeah. I feel like there are a lot of shows nowadays where the first episode is such a setup episode that it's yes. just not interesting to watch, really. Yeah, like, it's it's all exposition to build up for the rest of the series, and it feels, it feels like, either too fast, right? Or it feels, like, so empty that you're like, why am I here? <laughs> right, like, it feels like there's real substance to this mm -hmm. to this show and yeah. to a large extent a lot of the storytelling that we get is quite incidental you know the things we learn about the world aren't explicitly stated for the reason like for the purpose of us knowing it's in relation to something else it is it's a very yes. it's a very show don't tell way of storytelling i which like that a lot yeah in some anime nowadays is just ugh. Yeah, like you tell right away when they're doing an exposition dump, which right. thankfully, despite the age of this, you know, manga, they they don't fall into that. And I think that's just a, a hallmark of of good storytelling is don't drag down your reader and exposition after exposition. And especially if you're in a visual media, you can do a lot of telling by showing. And Right. And, like this yeah. is... To be perfectly honest, this is one of the greatest issues I took with the manga Magi, is mm. there are pages upon pages of incredibly dense text explaining all the intricacies of how the magic works, and mm. it's not interesting. Or yeah. it, it is, but it's just not presented in a way that's interesting. Yeah, and this is actually something that happens in the uh, Hunter Hunter manga as well. <laughs> like the the mangaka, oh my gosh, the exposition and the explanation about each of their powers is so real, but it kind of has to be because of the way that these powers all interact. Like he has to be really precise on how he describes these things, uh, so that when the conflicts actually happen you know that it's within the rules of the world. 
And it sucks that it has to be that way because you'll have like entire pages where like Hisoka is like talking and it's like a paragraph about paragraph about his opponent's powers or the opponent is talking to him about their powers. And I'm like, this is, you're about to fight. <laughs> like, can't, can you just show me what your power does instead of just telling me about it? And I don't know. <laughs> right. Like, I, I think that's the kind of thing that has to happen in shows like Hunter Hunter I know, or, it has or to, JoJo. It sucks. Because, like, at, at that point, they're less, like, fighting yeah. and more playing chess. In in a, in a yes, in an interesting way. That's exactly so, what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think it. I think it behooves <laughs> stories like Hunter Hunter, especially yeah. with because Hunter Hunter has one of the most well thought out and consistent magic systems yeah. in anime. Yeah. And so does JoJo. Yeah. More or less. Uh, yeah. Okay. Maybe more not consistent, but like, you know. <laughs> and it only works if it's good. And I think right. Hunter Hunter is good. Sure. So, yeah, but, you know, it shows like Banana Fish that are about whatever the fuck Banana Fish is. I think it's a drug. I It seems like a drug. It seems, it seems like some kind of experimental drug. It's going to turn out to be like some kind of like splitter cell or Metal Gear Solid type thing. <laughs> Metal Gear? <laughs> Banana fishy? <laughs> yeah, I, I, it's, I'm really enjoying it so far and I hope it holds yeah. up, basically. Yeah. <sighs> All right. So next we have Anglemoy. Oh, how do I say this I don't, soup? I don't know how to pronounce it. I, I, just, I think it's Anglemoy's or Anglemoy. I like, I don't even know what language that's in. I feel bad. <laughs> I don't know how to say it. Uh, Genko Kase- Kasenki. Mm, so this was like a kind of like a period drama type of series. Uh, oh. And uh-huh. You found it? Uh, in real life, the word Angomoa was coined by the French seer Nostradamus in one of his prophecies. Its literal meaning would be Angom people, but it is widely interpreted to be a play on Mongolois. His Mongolois? Fuck French. His native tongue's word for Mongols. It's oh just gosh. Mongols. It's about Be Mongols. nice to the French. It's just because we're freaking dumb Americans can't pronounce their words that are Listen, beautiful. The French are uppity about their language. No, because it's a beautiful language. <laughs> French is a tool of colonialism. I, I figured it was probably French because I don't... I figured it was probably something to do with Mongols. Anyway, continue. Yeah, anyway. Uh, yeah, it's this, this. it's a pure drama about when the Mongols uh, attempted to invade Japan and take it over. The first um, time. The first time. And uh, so you get to see it from the point of view of the Japanese who are fending them off. And so far, it's actually interesting. Um, th- it starts off from the point of view of uh, a bunch of prisoners, I guess, and they get shipwrecked onto an island that basically uh, get they and they basically get ordered to fight off this impending threat. Um, Yeah. And uh, yeah, I'm kind of interested in seeing how it goes. Like, I don't I guess they're going to wage war against the Mongols. (laughs) I yeah, I, I guess so. It seems very 
sort of the stranger light is the, I think the way I'll put it. Okay. <laughs> you know, you you have your your main your main exile samurai boy. Yeah, yeah. You got your main antagonist who is the foreign white boy. Yeah, foreign white boy. <laughs> foreign foreign white boy who's come here to wreck his shit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the animation is pretty pretty good. Like gory certainly. There's definitely heads and body parts that get chopped off and they don't cut away during those parts. No, man. But pretty pretty fun so far, I I would say, uh, as far as historical drama goes. I think that I will keep watching this. I I like it enough to keep watching it and seeing how it goes. Um, I'm not like ho- like wholly invested into it, uh, but I really like the type of uh time period that they're talking about because it's not something that I've learned a lot about in school and whatnot and in other I mean, animations. <laughs> I would I would imagine not. It would be a little <laughs> bit weird if you went to school and they were just yeah. like, oh. And uh, instead of learning about the Revolutionary War, today we'll right, be learning exactly. about the first Mongol invasion of Japan through the island of Tsushima, which is between yeah. Japan and Korea. The Mongols yeah. invaded Korea and then came into yeah. Japan through Tsushima, but they yeah. were wrecked by typhoons. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's not the kind of stuff that you get in world history, because world history tries to cram all of the world into one history. And yeah. that that's not really coverable in a detailed extent in one year. World <laughs> history is many years to take it. <laughs> world history is about history that concerns most of the world. Yeah. So it's so. just like okay, after this point, that's when we got World War One, and then World yeah. War Two, and then globalization. Yeah. Done. Mm-hmm. Bam. Mm-hmm. So I would say that the really the only interesting thing about this show, aside from, you know, the animation being pretty good, is is the events that it covers. It covers the same events as the upcoming PS4 title Ghosts of Tsushima. I'm excited for that game. That game looks pretty cool. (laughs) It looks very pretty. So pretty. (laughs) They showed the the tech demo and the the swaying wheat as you Yo, ride through it on the horse was gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. It's very impressive for a PS4 title. Yeah. Let's talk about Backstreet Girls. By which I mean, <laughs> don't watch this. My God, don't watch this. Oh, it was Jesus. so long, but it wasn't. It was only 22 minutes, but it was so long. <laughs> Jesus. I... <laughs> This show is basically just in a voiced manga with color, <laughs> yeah. which is only the least of, of the problems presented. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's mostly a transphobic mess. Yeah. It's the, all, <laughs> the art is also a mess, so follow your dream, kids, because you don't even have to be good at art to make it, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And the only real comedy comes from the disconnect between how, quote-unquote, adorable these girls are supposed to look and the way that they act like Yakuza members. And really, my thought is, at that point, you could just get real girls to act like that and not have to forcibly sex change dudes into... Yeah, the whole, like... (laughs) It's... I mean... (laughs) 
it wouldn't be excusable, <laughs> but it's not even interesting. So it, yeah, it's, it's worse not. even. Yeah, it's even worse because it's kind of boring to watch. <laughs> it's boring. There's a lot of it and they don't stop. Yeah, it keeps they crammed five little shorts into <laughs> one episode. It was so much. And it, it was so much. Like I would have understood if it was just like a straight up short form, right? And like it, we only got like the fir- that first short. And I was like, okay, well, it's a short form, so that's why they did it like this, right? Right. But they basically combined five of them into one episode, and it was so much because the timing of it feels like it should be a short form too. So it's like they cram a bunch of humor or s- crazy stuff that happens into like a couple minutes worth of animation time, and then... They move right on to the next short, and it's like, oh my god, I don't get a break. I need a break. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Like, it basically, when you read the synopsis, you think, okay, this is another like funny yakuza based anime. They go to Thailand to get a sex change, and then they come back as pop idols, and then they do they they have to adjust to that life. But uh, uh, ended up being a weird, weird short form ish anime. Yeah, it's just. I mean, at the end of the day, all of the problems aside, it's not even fun to watch. Yeah, it's it sucks because like the voice actors are good in and of themselves. Like they got talented people to voice this anime. Like yeah, uh, if, if y'all ever played Yakuza Zero, silver haired guy is in this one. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I couldn't. I could not find. I could not make myself enjoy this. I don't know. Nope. 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 <laughs> Next. Next, we have something that I fell in love with immediately before it even came out, which was Hataraku Saibo. <laughs> Translated as Cells at Work. And it basically combines my own professional life with my personal weeb life. So I really, really like this series. <laughs> I love this show. With all my heart. With all my heart. It, 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 it scratches all my weird edutainment itches. It's such a good edutainment show. I love it. <laughs> and the reason why I especially love it, because like I, I've worked in edutainment, right? Especially medical edutainment, right? And and then my day job now is like animating medical stuff. And so this show, which basically takes Japanese animation and makes it into like a kind of like a, a kid's edutainment about their bodies. Um, basically, like if I mean, kind of like a a Japanese Osmosis Jones type thing, but, you know, very different. But more educational. Even more educational. Right. And uh, the fact that it's not just like they pause to explain a thing and then they move on with the action. They do do that. But there's also so much stuff in the background that is also educational. So like they'll point out something like, oh, it's like 400 micrometers to the skin. And I'm over here like, ah, they're talking about micrometers in the, on the sign. <laughs> and they're just riding an escalator. I love I love all the details that they put into the series. And I'm so excited to talk about this 
with all my medical illustration slash animation friends. <laughs> because it's a, actually a really cute show that's also, you know, it has medical accurate descriptions about how things work. And they, they of course, like, you know, they don't get into the nitty gritty of it, right? They they talk about, oh, platelets have coagulation factors and look at them, put them into the fibrids and then they block the clot, right? They don't get into like all, all the, you know, protein interactions or whatever. But uh, they show you just enough so that you can learn the basic basics and you can tell that it's, it could, I, 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 I the information presented is good for kids, but then I have to think about like the, copious amounts of bloodshed and murder that happens in this <laughs> show and i'm like would i show this to my niece i don't know <laughs> yes do it all right <laughs> uh i don't think this would necessarily fly in in western audiences but that stuff is more okay in eastern audiences so i don't know i mean it's it's true <laughs> Yeah, it would probably I, come with a lot of censorship if it were shown here. <laughs> no, you can't. I know, you can't. You shouldn't because it's actually a really funny <laughs> good show. <laughs> I love I love the character designs too. They're, They're so, so good. good. I, I want to cosplay. Ah! The, uh, the platelets are so cute. They're so cute. And, uh, the outfits for the red blood cells are nice. The white blood cells look awesome. And then they got the killer T cells. And they're introducing more cells next time. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Macrophage! <laughs> Macrophage! Macrophage! <laughs> yeah, I really, really like this show a lot. <laughs> I, I, I feel like you and I are just like the most excited about this weird science show. But it's like it, it like hits all of our nerdisms. I know it's so good. <laughs> like our biggest nerdisms. It has anime and it has science. <laughs> anime and mm. personification of cells in the body. In the body. Oh. Like give me that good good anatomy stuff. <laughs> I love I love this show a lot. Yeah, it's, it's great. It's very charming. Mm-hmm. Like, I just want to go over to whoever created this show or whoever pitched it and got it working. The whole studio just shake their hands and just hug them all because this is, ooh, <laughs> I needed this in my life. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, that, that yeah. so far, I think that's my favorite thing that's been airing. Same though. <laughs> I feel like there are a couple of pretty good shows airing this season, but. Oh, absolutely. Nothing like super stand out, but man, yeah. Hataraki Saibo is good. The good. I love that I good love it. stuff. Yeah. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Next is Joshin Chan Dropkick. So, <laughs> this is a gag manga that I have read. Yeah. And it is basically about a gothic Lolita wearing yeah. uh, person who summons a demon but actually summons a demon, and then the demon is just a useless snake person. <laughs> and the the gag is more or less the same every episode. It's it is. <laughs> snake person is a scumbag, and yeah. then Gothic Lolita kills the snake person, and then the yeah. snake person, because she's a demon, regenerates later. Yeah. It proceeds like that, but all the time. But honestly, I it's pretty funny, so okay. I read it. I keep up okay. with it. 
for me, it, it, it I don't know. I it, it didn't land as well with me, but it might have also been because I was tired. <laughs> I mean, this this is this is fair. It is interesting. I feel like probably a good choice that they decided to just start with all of the characters there because initially it just starts with the two of them and then it introduces uh medusa and then the angel and then the cow person Mm -hmm. the minotaur i guess Mm -hmm. and i figure we'll probably just get like episode two will be introductions or whatever that, uh, but that's episode what one I, just gets think, into it yeah if it, given what you just said like it feels like they will probably once they've now that they've introduced all the characters they'll go back and, and tell you like their quote-unquote origin story type thing yeah i mean it's it's a good time if you don't want to think about anything and you watch someone get their snake tail cut into bits and used for hot pot <laughs> like the it's I'll, I'll tell you what it's you know what it's very gory i guess but in a way that is is comedic it's very much like what was that what was that old anime something something dokuro-chan so it's like the angel one where she just mm-hmm. kills the dude over and over again with a big bat mm-hmm. uh, it was called bludgeoning angel dokuro-chan okay bokusatsu tenshi dokuro-chan <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 very much like that in terms of of humor. It's very 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 slapstick, like yeah. intense slapstick to the point where people are getting mutilated. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, okay, it, it's just the snake person getting mutilated because it's she's just useless. The snake person, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. If if you want just heavy slapstick, watch yeah, heavy it. slapsticks, light humor, heavy slapstick is. Is the impression yes. that I got? Um, I mean, I it is. It, it is pretty funny. Some of the inventive ways that she is becoming more of a scumbag, but yeah, <laughs> it seems like the type of uh, series where you you read slash watch one episode and then you get a really good feel for how the rest of it is like. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's your thing. That's, then that's, check it out. That's all I gotta say about that one. Mm-hmm. Next is Chiochan no Tsugakuro. So this one <laughs> was interesting because we were all like, oh, this is too relatable. <laughs> <laughs> it, you know what? It was funny, but it, it stopped being funny and started being kind of terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it's like it starts off like, okay, this girl's just late to school or whatever. Uh, and then, and then as soon as she starts basically interacting with anyone else in her life, we're like, oh no, (laughs) she is everyone's social anxieties personified into one child. (laughs) It, it gets real in there. (laughs) Like you, you, you think, you think that. (laughs) This is a joke. This is no joke. No, it's not. <laughs> Boy, oh. I mean, it's pretty it's pretty funny, but it's funny yeah. in the way that I feel like a lot of British humor is funny in that it's yeah. very cringe humor. It's super cringe humor like like the type of like secondhand embarrassment type of humor, 
or the I've had this experience. Oh my God, I was so dumb. I can laugh at it now that it's passed. But if I ever think about it in my quiet moments, I'll cringe super hard. <laughs> I will retract into my own body and perish. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's. I mean, it's pretty good, honestly. It is good. But it's just a little too real. I don't think I could watch too many more episodes of this. <laughs> I think it's good that we're watching it weekly rather than, like, binging it. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, if I got two or three episodes into this and it kept being like that, I would be like, oh, I can never go outside again. <laughs> I can never speak to another human being ever again. <laughs> so yeah, so, yeah it's, this very is we- cringe very humor. W- very <laughs> cringe, very weird, very real. <laughs> very real. <laughs> Next, let's talk about Hanebato, which is uh, the lesbian badminton anime. <laughs> so, this is just about girls playing badminton, more or yeah. less. There's one person who's really good at badminton, but she is just naturally talented. And then another person who tries and just gets absolutely roasted because yeah. she's not as good as the person who's naturally talented. Yeah. If you've watched Ping Pong, the animation, it's basically like that, except with anime girls instead of rotoscoped dudos. Yeah. <laughs> so, and, yeah. it's pretty pretty good, actually. Like, in all regards, it's pretty good. It is actually pretty good. And the fact that uh, you can say that despite being meh about sports anime, I think says a lot, too. <laughs> I mean, I think I do have a a weak spot for sports anime that understand why sports anime is good. Like Ping Pong the Animation, for instance, understands that it doesn't matter what the sport is. It's about the feelings underlying the sport and the feelings that it evokes and the way it can pit certain people against each other. Whereas things like Kuroko no Basuke is just people (laughs) playing laser ping pong with a basketball. And it's not, I mean, it, it is, right? It is, is, is what I'll say about it. It's, it's a basketball anime, sort of, and it is about winning, sort of, and playing the sport. But I feel like a lot of sports anime don't understand the heart of what makes sports anime good, whereas Ping Pong the Animation does. Sure, I, so far, I mean, it is, it is drama heavy, but it doesn't feel, like, too heavy, like I felt sometimes during Free, for example. (laughs) Mm, Like, it feels like, and it's not as light as something like Haikyuu, right? Right. So, it has an interesting spot in sports anime where it does take itself seriously, but it still feels unique. Uh, and I yeah. think a lot of that has to do with the storytelling, but also how it's animated. It is also really striking. Like, it's a gorgeous anime, and I wasn't expecting oh, yeah. that. <laughs> the, what's really kind of astounding about this anime is that they take a lot of, I feel like, non-standard scenes mm-hmm. in in terms of how they're framed, because a lot of these scenes happen in non-direct light right like yeah i okay so this is a thing where if you're not familiar with it you might not even notice this but 
a lot of anime kind of has a color palette and they stick to it. Yes. And the assumption is that they're just operating in in like daylight, in normal sort of uniform lighting, I guess is the way that I'll put it. And yeah. it essentially just toggles between that and nighttime. Right. But the reason that Hanaba- uh, Hanabado is like really good in visually is because they have a lot of scenes where the light isn't assumed to be uniform. They have a lot of scenes in the gym where the yeah. light comes in through the windows and the other spots are are darker and yeah. it plays really well. We noticed immediately right off the bat that the characters are kind of like shiny. Yeah. Where there's a lot of light, like there's a lot of attention paid to what the light is doing. There's a lot of scenes that are uh, at sunset and the lighting mm-hmm. looks appropriate for that. Mm-hmm. And they really know how to use lighting to evoke the mood that they're going for, right? There is... Yeah. The feeling that I get is one that is, like, almost kind of nostalgic looking at the scenes where the light comes in through the windows. Because that reminds me of when I was in school more starkly than any other scene, really, in, in any kind of school anime right. or, or manga. Right. That to me speaks like way more. It evokes a lot more than yeah anything else. I I I agree because it's like like the sunset type of vibe and and the light filtering in only through the windows and not even from overhead lighting gives you it it, it immerses you in the fact that these kids are playing after school right like that's that's the time is like you know school's over we're focusing on our our club our sport. And mm-hmm. and anyone who has participated in some type of after school activity that's run late and and into, you know, sunset or, or whatever, uh, knows what the school looks like at that time. And, and those times feel so striking because, you know, there's less people around. It's like you're not in class, stuck to listening to a teacher or whatever. You're just with your friends and you're you're doing whatever activity it is that you do and those moments feel a lot more memorable versus like sitting around in the classroom right Uh, yeah absolutely i i mean it's it's the it's the moments that you notice that they've animated so well yeah and that's for us for an anime that is mostly focused i mean it's a sports anime but it is you know episode one very focused around the school as a place the school yeah. feels like a place and not just like a backdrop. Right, exactly. So Yeah. I I think that the the lighting is astounding in this show. I think yes. it's it's really really good. Mm-hmm. Plus, I have no idea what's going on with these girls, but they got some tensions. <laughs> they got some gays. <laughs> they I mean, you uh, Obviously, the joke is that all sports anime ever has that homoerotic subtext to it because yeah. that's just how sports is yeah but in the first episode there is literally a girl looking sadly at a, a picture of a girl kissing another girl on the cheek and it's just like i i don't think there's a straight explanation for this <laughs> like I'm, I'm trying so desperately to think of one but i can't i don't know I yeah, I want to know more about these ladies. <laughs> I am I am very interested in knowing what happens in this in this series. Yeah, <laughs> I think it will be pretty good for a sports series. 
It seems good so far. I look forward to where the story will go. Also, <laughs> have you ever noticed how lesbian sports series always seem to have like beer tier, like beer tier, B tier popularity sports? <laughs> like it's never, it's never basketball or soccer. It's always ping pong or badminton. What is that? Like, what is with that? Uh, I think because these types of sports tend to be underappreciated that when they do get animated, people go like an extra 110% to make sure that these series based on these underappreciated sports at least get appreciated. Right. With lesbians. It's like, yeah, because it's like, oh, we have a soccer anime. It's like, cool. Well, join the league of other 50 soccer anime uh, and have fun. And then it's like, oh, this is like one of the few badminton anime ever made in existence. Let's go. <laughs> I do like the fact that it's a badminton anime. I think they had to work really hard to get this greenlit. And, uh... Well, it's, a, it's it based shows. on a manga, so... Yeah. Okay, I well, mean, there you go. Like, if, if the manga reached enough popularity to be animated to this extent, then the manga itself had to be really good. Right. I assume. So. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> oh, that's right. The other one I was thinking of was boxing. Boxing. Which I, I don't... I, I also don't think is, like... No, it's pretty gay. It's pretty gay. Uh, I don't remember what it's called, though. It's, it's, te Teppo? I don't know. Was it ladies boxing? It was ladies boxing. Oh. It was very gay. <laughs> Trust me, it was very, they were just like, mm, you smell good. <laughs> you think They're I'm joking. <laughs> okay, listen, I'm, I'm not joking because... <laughs> there is there is a scene where she's like you smell good and then like she like she has this mental image of them in like a bride and groom outfit like this isn't oh. me making this up this is like okay. there this this was them actually like really being attracted to each other anyway uh, yeah. I'll I'll show it to you afterwards I'll show it to you afterwards yeah you you show me afterwards <laughs> so yeah Han Hanabato is definitely on the list of things that we're watching one hundred percent. Yeah, it looks great so far. <laughs> and let's talk about something that technically counts as based on manga, Shinya Tensai Bakabon, which is based on an old manga by Fujio Akatsuka. If that name sounds familiar, it's because he did Osomatsu-kun, which got turned into Osomatsu-san. So basically, this is more or less the same as that. It has the ex basically the exact same feel. I mean... Yeah, the Osamatsu boys get into more hijinks, and so then in this family, the dynamic is different, but the type of humor is basically the same, just a little bit more mature, I guess? Question I don't mark? even know about that. Like, I, I don't know. I may, Maybe mature in, in the way that like a lot of Osamatsu humor was very slapstick also, but in, in yeah. kind of like a... Haha, <laughs> dicks way. Yeah, like I feel like this is targeted to a more older audience in that sense. Like, oh, first, first, like for yeah. sure. Yeah, this is this is one hundred percent aimed at like a young adult audience. Yeah, 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 exactly. Whereas Osamatsu felt targeted more towards kids or teenagers or whatever. Yeah, it it has some jokes that are quite funny. They play a yeah. lot with the animation and the style, which is nice because they understand how to do that in a way that's funny. Yeah. 
and I'm not gonna lie, the the joke that they made about the Osomatsu boys having grown up was actually really funny. That was great. <laughs> because it's like, uh, yeah, you did that. You did that thing where you addressed the thing. <laughs> yeah, and you know, I I I will say I think it's very difficult for me to judge this show just based on the first episode because they go so hard yeah. in on one one bit, right? They go on yeah. one joke. Yeah. So it's it's difficult for me to tell how the rest of the series will be. I think right. I have to watch another episode to know for sure. Yeah, I and and that's how Osamatsu-san felt for me too. Oh yeah, because, yeah. You know, the first episode they went really hard on the pretty boy bit, and and the first half was them like adjusting to becoming in color bit. <laughs> uh, so, um, it's not. It wasn't until like several. I I don't think I got really stuck on Osamatsu-san until like past episode eight, and then I was like, okay, I I get. The comedy feels a lot better with me now. I'm gonna, mm-hmm. I'm going in for the whole ride, even though I've already almost finished the first season, <laughs> and and now I I've finished the second season several months ago, and I still love it. So it's more or less the same kind of humor, though. It definitely, yeah. definitely is very fourth wall breaky, very yeah, self acknowledging of the fact that it's it's based on an older work. Yeah. It stands to be seen how they'll do it. Yeah. Because I think it has the potential to be pretty good, especially if, and this is the thing that that struck a chord with me, I guess, Mm -hmm. is, you know, at the end of the day, it's about this family that is wholesome and loves each other. Yeah. So, you know, if they play to that emotional core, I I think it has a real, it has some real legs to stand on. So. Sure. So we'll see. Because. We'll see. I, I think that I think that the the kind of core of Osamatsu-san was the way that they're pretty antagonistic to each other. Yeah. Right? They're always pitted against each other. They're always competing, as sex tuplets are, are probably prone to do. Yeah. So I'm very interested to see where this series goes mm-hmm. in in relation to that, where what they decide to do with, with the the humor and the goofs. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I think I think it has potential. I think it has potential too. I'm interested also in seeing where it goes and because now they basically have to compete with their other work or co- I said quote unquote compete because, you know, it's same author uh just like different anime, but um yeah, I feel like a lot of people will end up comparing it to Osamatsu, you know, inevitably. Um so I'll I'm looking forward to seeing how this one differs. Okay, so moving on to anime based on games, there is one that we watched, which was Satsuriku no Tenshi, uh, translated as Angels of Death, which uh, you may or may not know is like a cult hit uh, RPG maker horror. Um, it, ba- it basically hits all the the buzzwords on a popular piece of japanese media it is it is an rpg maker indie game yeah yeah exactly and it's basically about this uh young girl protagonist named uh rachel who is kind of like an emotionless blob and she goes 
she's she wakes up in this very strange building no idea why she's there and as she's exploring it she starts uh remembering things about herself and why she is the way that she is and uh basically has a death wish she comes across like a serial killer who is very enthusiastic about killing and uh asks him to kill her and and the whole game is basically about that and and the each of their personal explorations as well as figuring out what this facility is and yeah i don't know it, it was it was an interesting game i watched a playthrough of it and there are parts where i was like boy that's cringy writing and then there are other parts it's like huh that that's actually good and it was compelling enough for me to basically complete the playthrough and and watch it all the way through and feel like i i got something out of it but my friend who was watching it with me hated the whole thing and was like why did why are you why are we wasting our time here? Wow. <laughs> so i think yeah i think it's hit or miss uh depending um but so far the anime uh, I think uh, there there are choices that they've made that uh, people agree slash disagree with in the community that loves this game. But I think overall, I like the anime so far. Um, it's at the very least, like, really pretty. Like, it's also another anime that's really well lit. <laughs> like, yes, I, I, I good do lighting. It is good lighting. I think... Hanebato has more opportunities to have well I can't even say that I would say I like I prefer the lighting in Hanebato better um like I was gonna say that maybe Hanebato has more opportunities to explore different types of lighting considering that this entire anime takes place in basically one facility slash the memories of these people but there are opportunities there too so I'll be interested in seeing how they explore their beautiful lighting and color in those environments but so far i i mean i i enjoy it and kudos to the freaking voice actor for zach <laughs> oh my god <laughs> that yes man is blowing out his vocal cords <laughs> i mean he's also the voice actor for bakugo so he's doing double yeah, duty he's doing so much duty and he was also for karma he's for all these these very uh interesting boys that scream a lot and do a lot and say a lot <laughs> Very so, extra boys. Very extra boys. I'm pretty sure Zach is the most extra, but uh yeah. <laughs> did you write Gib forehead to me? <laughs> yeah, I did write Gib forehead to me. <laughs> I want it. Uh... <laughs> I want it. You also need to include Heather's meme. <laughs> oh the this bitch empty? No, the oh. the one with the ice cream. Oh, you're right. Yeah, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? The okay. Bubbles ice cream. <laughs> Gave a forehead to me. <laughs> no, I don't I don't have I don't have anything valuable to say to be honest. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's calm He's down. He's gonna back. meme at me for the 
you act like that's not what we do every week. Okay. Okay. Refocus. Refocus. We got this. Yeah, I will. I will say it is very pretty. It is very well animated, and they use off-color palettes really well, like color palettes that are completely divorced from what the actual color palette would be, but work because they're in contrast to other colors that work like that, basically. <laughs> I mean, uh-huh. listen, I'm not, I'm not a color theorist. I'm not an artist. I don't know how this works. I just know if you put a bunch of weird colors together that work together, it looks normal. Sure. <laughs> Get out of here. Get out of here, you artist. Go and draw me a purple spleen. Why you have done a purple spleen? Um, I have actually modeled a purple spleen. Oh my god. Oh my god. You can't even goof without you being like, actually, I've done that. How it come you've done everything, Renu? How come you've done everything? I haven't. You literally chose one of the few organs that I've modeled by myself. <laughs> It's because we're on the same wavelength. It's because we're on the same wavelength. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> I I do think that it was an interesting choice. I I've seen the art style of the game. I haven't actually seen any of the game, so everything in the anime is new to me. Oh, and even though it's well animated, I do kind of miss the weird wonky art style of the game itself because I feel like sure. it was very unique. It was unique style. Also, Rachel had a bigger forehead. And I want it. Give a forehead to me. <laughs> give forehead to me. <laughs> give, give, please. <laughs> but yeah, it looks like it'll be it'll be interesting. I'm curious to hear what people who have like played or watched the game be played have to think about it in comparison to the game itself. But I haven't done either of those things, so anime, anime. Yeah, I mean, I, I as. As someone who's only watched a playthrough of the game, I, I'm i not angry at the anime or anything. I think I, I'm enjoying it so far, so I'm also interested in seeing how they'll do the rest of it. All right. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, let's talk about Tenro's Sirius the Jaeger, which <laughs> is basically about vampires and <laughs> a, a werewolf fighting in 1930s Showa era Japan. Uh-huh. It's actually pretty good. It's it I was a little shocked. I cuz like just based on the title alone I was like, "Oh no." And then when it started up, I was like, "Mm, that's a very protagonist looking protagonist." And then Oh yeah. Uh they started introducing more of the character. I was like, "Okay, okay." Uh but yeah, it, it turned out okay. Uh, the action scenes, at least, look really cool. So, yeah, you know, and, I think, and yeah, the environment looks good. I don't know if there's if there's anything to be said. I do think that PA Works is is a pretty good studio because yeah. the works that they've done are pretty good. I I think I would say that most of them are at least solidly good. I still stand yeah, yeah. by by mm-hmm. Kuromukuro as like the most solid example of a good show. Mm. Right? Like it's not perfect, mm-hmm. but it's not bad, but it's not even it's not even 
better than bad. It's like good, right? It's solidly sure. good. It is a workhorse show. Sure. And that it is it is solidly, solidly good. Doing that good work, filling the foundation of anime that has to exist in that space. Yeah. Yeah. I think it has the potential to be very good, right? It's it's pretty pretty entertaining to watch. The action sequences are pretty good. And that's really all you need for a good vampire anime, to be honest. Like the main antagonist <laughs> looks like a vampire. He looks such like a that vampire. Was, like the plot is the plot is pretty straightforward. Vampires start infiltrating Showa era Japan. Yeah. To, you know, do vampire things, which is, you know, eat yeah. people and take yeah. over the world or whatever. And then people called I think they're called Jaegers, but they're basically yes, they vampire hunters. Jaegers. They just yeah. carry weapons around in musical instrument cases, and then they kill yeah. vampires. It's very straightforward. But yeah. the funniest thing was, like, in the sort of beginning of the show, the main antagonist vampire dude is talking, and <laughs> all of the guys there, I think, are vampires, and all the women are, are not. And yes. they get they get eaten. But the funniest yeah. thing is he's giving this speech about survival of the fittest. But he says, yeah. and I, I quote very specifically, he says this word for word, the human scientist Darwin. Yeah. Which at that point, if you're a human in there, you have to yeah. you have to think for a moment. You're like, wait, the human scientist? Nobody talks like that unless they're going to eat people. I would have liked for at least one of these ladies to perk up their head like, what does fool just say? <laughs> right, and just leave? <laughs> yeah. You would like, think. At, at the very least, look kerfuffled or confused. Like, why did he say specifically human scientists? Like, that's weird. But no, <laughs> just, they were just chilling with these dudes. Yeah, they were all up in the arms of these guys. You know, probably these ladies were all paid to be there because they were all dressed up, you know, the same. Yeah. and. Uh, I, yeah, and then they got eaten. Yeah, I'm just surprised that we, we're getting, like, what seems to be a decent vampire anime in the, in the year of our Lord 2018. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> it's, I mean, some, some people say, like, Helsing was a good vampire anime. It wasn't really. <laughs> like, the fact that they were vampires was somewhat incidental. <laughs> It was a good anime. <laughs> it was a good anime, and, and some of the characters happened to be vampires. Happened to be vampires. One happened to be everything. <laughs> like right, and, and in Tenro Sirius the Jaeger, the antagonist happened to be vampires, and the main character happens to be a werewolf. We have yet yeah. to see any real indication of that, aside from the fact that his eyes turned slightly blue before he got shot. By a sniper? Yes, he got sniped out the air as he was leaping off a bridge to take down this vampire that was flying away without an arm or a leg. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you want a more or less over-the-top action anime set in kind of a cool era, you know, this is, this is for you. Sure. I hope they don't Bungo Stray Dogs this one too hard. Uh, please. <laughs> because Bungo Stray Dogs was started pretty good, but then kind of ended meh and then got a second season for some reason. I guess yeah. people really like it. I, I cannot for the life of me understand 
why people would like it to the extent that they do because I, I had the same feelings of like this could have been really good <laughs> but it's not and it's not <laughs> i was like, so I, disappointed so i think i, I finished yeah. i think yeah. i finished the first season i finished both seasons Sue. <laughs> And Uh-oh. I was like, I tried to give it a second chance with the second season, and boy, was I disappointed. I was disappointed twice. <laughs> Shame on me. <laughs> oh, no. So, uh, yeah, I'm pretty burned by Bungo Stray Dogs, and I really do hope that this series is not like it, because it has, uh, now that you said it, it does kind of remind me of it like the right? way that it begins so i hope that it does something different <laughs> see personally i feel like it's not that hard to not fuck this up really <laughs> all you have to do is just play with the straightforward action you have yeah i'm i'm wondering if they'll keep the plot as light and simple as it is already or if they'll get really into it uh I, I mean, even if they decide to go with, oh, it's the Vampire Council, and they're here to do vampire things, like take over the government, <laughs> and then the world, like, that is fine. Uh-huh. I, I, if you get, if you just, if the only plot contrivances that happen are things that will cause more fights between vampires and vampire hunters, I will take yeah. it. I yeah, will take that. Same. I think uh I think this series is would actually be just fine with a really simple plot. I mean like like for example, like we were just talking about Helsing. Helsing's not a complex plot. At least not It's to really me. not complicated aside from the <laughs> fact that there are vampire Nazis. Yeah. And it's like, hey, kill them. They're trying to do bad things to the world, and that's what happens. And kill it's them, all they're about... vampire Nazis. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so <laughs> it, it, it writes itself, right? And and the reason why people love Helsing is because of the way that things are done, not in the, not not in the contrivances of the plot, right? And right. so I think that this series could do well if they're if they don't have a good solid plot going. Just keep it simple. Yeah, like. <laughs> Helsing is good because it's a it's it's your good old straightforward edge lord slaughter fest. If this ends up being just <laughs> twelve or thirteen episodes of vampire hunters fighting vampires in cool ways, I'll take it. Sure, I'll take I don't, it listen, too. I don't need there to be character development. I don't need there to be <laughs> good plot. I don't need there to even be nuance. I just want vampires to kill vampires or vampire hunters to kill vampires and a werewolf boy to kill more vampires. If you That's if it. you can't advance it beyond that in a good way that won't feel bungo stray dogsy, then just keep it basic. Right. <laughs> I just I just want to turn off my brain, steep myself yeah. in in the era and watch people fight each other with guns and swords and other things. Yeah. Other such and implements I see of these war. little cars roll around, these old I also cars. want more exploding cars. A car yeah. exploded in the first episode. It, it was, was great. So good. <laughs> it just I was like, like flipped over and exploded. We were like, oh! No, oh, the best part about it was the timing of it because it was actually yes. quite comedic. It like flips it was over, so right? It, it just like eats shit, and then 
a second or two later it explodes after it's been yeah. sitting there and it's like oh my yeah. god this is what i wanted <laughs> the timing was so perfect it was so over the top perfect oh my god yep <laughs> okay well let's let's talk about the next thing it's planet with which is a big old pile of what the f <laughs> it is the synopsis of it is about as weird as the first episode was it's basically dude is like oh i live with a tomato and a cat thing a big cat person with human teeth with human teeth. Oh, that was so distressing. <laughs> and then there are these weird things that come out of nowhere and start to make people hallucinate. And no one can destroy them except for these people in Zodiac furry mechas. Yes. And then the main character is also has a Zodiac furry mecha, but he's the cat because the cat he's got the cat. cheated. Yeah. It's symbolic. Symbolic. Yeah. <laughs> and it's I guess it's like based around this it, it starts off with this main character in like some kind of dream like apocalyptic dreamscape and there's this giant monster thing floating through the sky and we're all like what is that and then he has like random flashbacks to it but for some reason something about that dream causes him to have a serious grudge against these zodiac mecha dudes so right. I don't know I guess we're left thinking whether or not we're the bad guy <laughs> 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 uh, okay, so before we start talking about this show in earnest, we have to talk about the CG. It's not good. <laughs> no, no, it's not. It's, it's, it's quite bad. Yeah, but, <laughs> but, yeah, I do think that to some extent, uh -huh. it not being amazing isn't the worst thing in the world because the fact that it's not great is kind of unsettling. Which okay. works with how the aliens are supposed to be somewhat unsettling. It's just unfortunate that that also applies to the mechs, which are supposed to not be unsettling. And so the <laughs> mechs just look kind of bad. But, I'll, okay. So here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Okay. This, this show is created by Satoshi Mizukami. Uh -huh. And Satoshi Mizukami is the mangaka who created Lucifer and the Biscuit Hammer... And also Spirit Circle, which are both series that start out pretty lighthearted and comedic, but then they hide incredibly dark, incredibly nuanced undertones. Like there's always something really fucked up happening underneath it all. I've oh. never I haven't read Lucifer and the Biscuit Hammer, but I've read Spirit Circle and Spirit Circle okay. is that in a nutshell. It is oh, interesting. so well done. Okay. In a way that is really hard to explain without just spoiling all of it. It's very sure. confusing, a little bit convoluted, but it all really works as, okay. as a holistic piece of media. So okay. this is a multimedia franchise, which means the anime is airing, but also Mizukami is doing the manga for it concurrently. So I okay. guess you could just pick one and, and go for it. The manga would be easier, especially on the eyeballs, because the mechs look way better in the drawings. <laughs> but I so far I really trust the creator sure to make it good because Satoshi Mizukami has this way of making this the these like really kind of odd in ways that you can't quite place to begin with stories where yeah it's yeah. it's lighthearted and fun but something is definitely off 
but not in a way that is perceptibly edgy, right? It's not okay. Madoka, where immediately okay. you can tell because of the, the framing and the lighting and the mood right, and the tone right. that something right. is not quite right about the show. Like sure. It's not just a straightforward Magical Girl series. Sure. It's generally speaking, the main character is somewhat framed as an antagonist uh, figure. Sure. Which, you know, we get in the first episode of Planet yeah. With. Yeah. And then we get all the dark undertones and nuance that really makes it complicated and really twists that knife. So I'm very, very, very interested in watching more of this because I need to know what's happening. And I really hope that it is good. And, you know, if the CG becomes too much of an issue, I'll just read the manga. Like, it's not that big of a deal. Uh, is there furry mechavore in the in the manga too? No, no, stop! <laughs> I don't want to think about it. I'm so really? done. I'm so really? done. I with... think we need to talk about this more. <laughs> I'm so done with big animals eating people. <laughs> I really need to talk about this suit because we watched a giant cat person. Or I guess maybe potentially a person within a cat kigurumi or suit or whatever. <laughs> Open up its giant human mouth with its human teeth and swallow a boy and then <laughs> turn into a mech and boy was inside mech. <laughs> and then he vowed to get revenge on our Zodiac animals. <laughs> oh, I hate it. So I, I don't know. I don't know why. I, okay, here's the thing. I have this sneaking suspicion that this might become my favorite anime of the season simply on the, the pure basis of there is the nothing. Whore? No, there is nothing more karmically retributive in this world than me two seasons in a row finding out that the best show of the season is an Animal Vore series. And I hate that. I hate that so much. I hate it with a burning passion. This is a vor-free household, Renu. <laughs> you know, in Hataraku Saibo, we're already in the body, so we are like post-vor at that point. Stop. <laughs> what? No, because the cells make up the body. They're not in. They're not like in the stomach of the body. They're already the cells. Well, when they get to the stomach. <laughs> no. I don't want it. I hate it. I hate it. But yeah, I I have high hopes for Planet With. Do you? Impress me, Satoshi Mizukami. Impress me. No, no more war. Never again. You know it'll happen because he has to get into the mech. Oh no. I don't know. <laughs> okay, well, 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 we'll get back to that at the end of the season. Let's do our lightning round. Let's start with Hiroaka. Hiroaka, there's more Hiroaka. It's continuing. Still, just good. <laughs> Watch it. Still good. <laughs> Getting better. Almost my boy. Almost my boy. Almost your boy. I'm excited. <laughs> Things we haven't watched because we can't find the episodes yet, probably because they haven't been released yet. Muhyo Toroji no Mahoritsu Sodan Jimusho. Muhu. Uh, wow. AKA Muhio and Roji's Bureau of Supernatural Investigation. This is about magic lawyers. I really only put it on the list because I wanted to see magic lawyers. I want to see it. Okay. 
Agoo! Tensai Ningyo! Man, I don't even know what, what, the, where the fuck to start with this one, but it is, it's sufficient. I'm, so, I'm so over my swearing Agu. quota for this episode. This is based on a web manga, and it is animated by Studio Dean, who is really, really famous. They did Ranma One Half, they've done huh. Konosuba recently, ah. they did the second season, the, I mean, the first and second seasons of Rakugo, which is ah. one of my favorite animes. Rakugo! So this might be good. Agu. Who knows? It seems really, really strange. I can't even explain. It's just like there's a secret conspiracy Illuminati existence of supernatural beings that explains the geniusness of creatures, of people, right? Like natural talent. And then also there's people that want to destroy those people. I don't understand it at all, but who cares? I'm just going to let it run and see it and see what I feel about it. Yeah. Uh, things we didn't watch, but I can tell you about personally. Isekai Maoto Shokan Shoujo no Dore Majutsu, or How Not to Summon a Demon Lord. It's a mediocre isekai. The setup is kind of funny because he's like, oh, I have to be this Demon Lord character because I'm socially anxious, and this is the only way that I can speak to people without being a complete weirdo. <laughs> that is the premise. It's kind of funny, but the premise stops being funny after the second time they do it. Oh. And after that, it's just a standard isekai. Don't watch this unless you're really invested in isekai. Oh. Next, we have things we did not watch, but we will warn you about anyway. <laughs> uh, which is uh, Happy Sugar Life. And we avoided it like the plague, but one of our friends watched it. And it's about a yandere girl who is obsessed with a five-year-old girl and five-year-old girl goes missing and things happen and Yandere girl tries to get her back and it's not great. This sounds terrible. Why is she obsessed with a five-year-old? Why is every adult in this series a pedophile? Oh, it's the worst. <laughs> Don't watch this. <laughs> and we're Just done. Just hearing about it makes me sad and unhappy. <laughs> we're done. We don't have to think about it anymore. The bad okay. man can't hurt why, us, Randy. Why did we end on that? No, I don't want. <laughs> because it's a grim reminder of the no. things that anime can be. We're done. That was summer 2018. The start. We, we will end the season later when the summer season ends. Yay. <laughs> so that's in like three or four months. That was great. We Let's talk Yep. I'm excited yep. for yep. the rest of the season. And then I'm excited to not watch certain things. <laughs> Seemingly vaguely excited. I feel like this is kind of a, a weaker lineup than last season. It is. Um I mean Hadaraku Saibo is just my number one standout of all time. So I mean, yeah, but that's that's pretty obvious. Kind of, yeah. I so, Yeah. I mean like, the thing is, I, I think there's, like, you know, a handful of shows that will be pretty good. Yeah. But there's no Hisone Tomasa ton. Like, I don't think that's going to happen <laughs> to me again. Are you sure? Because we have the boar right here. The cat boar. Cat mecha boar. <laughs> God, if Planet With ends up being really good, I'm going to cry. <laughs> I mean, the thing about Planet With that's really interesting is that the framing of, of the show tonally is very children's show yeah it feels like a kid's that's, show that's how it's it it like like the whole time that we were watching like even like just through the intro alone uh i kept asking like is this a is this a kid's anime <laughs> like all the character designs look like it and it feels like it i don't know but uh if it does go to a dark place 
which it kind of sort of hinted at when the cat man swallowed the boy. Um, Vor is, be interesting a, to Vor see. is the darkest place. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I, we'll see where it goes and, mm. and how it gets there. Yeah. I really want to know. But yeah. But yeah. yeah. Cool. That's, that's it. That's summer 2018. Mm-hmm. All right. What are you up to this week? This week, um, I'm not sure. A couple of our mutual friends are planning like a little D&D one shot. And I got invited to that. And I may or may not be playing a granny. And my other D&D partner is also going to be a granny. So we're just going to be two grannies traveling through Good. space. Good. <laughs> and I love it. Her granny may or not may or not be a centaur that's also a samurai. <laughs> Good, so, I love it. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna granny it up through space together at some point. I don't know if that's this week or whatever, but um, other than that, it's it's the usual for me. You can find me at Twitter and Tumblr and all the things at Swan Drawn and Instagram at Swan what about you, Soup? Hello. I. <laughs> Why was that funny? I don't know. It sounded like you were recovering from something. <laughs> no. Like like the grim reminders that I keep giving you about certain Stop. anime. <laughs> I am mostly just going to be around, kind of. I'm going to be heading down or up tomorrow. Who knows mm-hmm. which direction to a an unspecified body of water so that I can splash around and I don't know drink beer or whatever. It's going to be a good time. It's going to be a good time. <laughs> Other than that, I am there is a plan for me to go to New York in the works. Whoa. So we'll see. Uh mm-hmm. initially my parents wanted me to go to Europe. Mhm. Which, on one hand, I feel like I should have taken them up on, like, for the summertime. But on the other hand, that would mean I would have to buy a plane ticket to Europe Mm -hmm. on, like, a month's notice. And that's not ideal. No. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to push that to, like, winter or something. We'll, we'll see. I'll have to check my schedules. And my god, I, like, every time this happens, I feel so blessed that my family is one that can afford to let me go places. That is really and, cool. Yeah, Lots like traveling it's traveling plans. It is because like I like traveling a lot and yeah. so to me it is it is one of the greatest blessings that I can think of. I'm not I'm yeah. not a religious person, but it is one of the greatest blessings. I'm so lucky to have a family that can accommodate that. Yeah, anyway, that's really cool. Anyway, uh but yeah, I will most likely be going to New York sometime in August maybe. Um Dope. And then at the in near the end of August, I move into the house that I'm staying at for the year, and then whether or not I stay there, or if I just move in and leave my stuff there and, and stay at home for another month or two is currently currently <laughs> I'm thinking about it. I can't wait to hear about your hijinks and how to record this podcast when you get into that house full. Okay, I hope, <laughs> I hope that I will get my own room, which is, I've got like a 50-50 shot at that, so that uh-huh. I can record in peace. 
because if I'm going to have to have another year of recording with people in the background, I'm just going to perish. People are going to be just, just dancing perish. on the roof of your room. <laughs> I don't I don't know. I don't know. Well, we'll see. Well, you can find me uh, on all the places <laughs> at literal soup. Uh, you should definitely check me out on Twitter because that's where I exist most of the time. I just put out the words for one of my games. Yeah. A new game called Darling, If We Could Go Anywhere. It's which, very sweet. Yeah. Yeah. I've I've been told that it's very wholesome. Yeah. And that's good because I, for the most part, you know, and this is like probably the most I'll ever get into designing without like making an explicit spoiler video about everything that I thought about when making the game. Mm-hmm. Or designing games in general and whatever. But, you know, it, I design games for hope, basically. Right. I want I want to design games that give people some some feeling of hope. And oh. this 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 game is one that does that, albeit somewhat sadly, because the setup of it is like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I'm I'm having a ton of fun. I I wanna I really wanna put some graphics to it and get it all all dolled up and pretty and then ship it off, have it be my baby, and then start working on a new game. Cause I don't know. It's I like it a lot. It's it's a great way for me to express myself. So yeah, check me out on Twitter. Check out my games. Yeah, they're cool. I check also have another games. game, which yes, I'm sure you, you know, know about because I've talked yes. about it on the podcast. Yes. Call first go, contact. Go, you can get it on itch.io. Go, go itchy. Itchio. Itchio. Itch, it. Itchio. Itchio. It's free. <laughs> it's free. Oh, you can give me money for it too, which would be great because, you know, the podcast doesn't pay for itself. <laughs> nah, it's, that's jokes. You can, you can pick that's it up jokes. for free if you like to. Yes. Uh, you can find that on my Twitter page. It's like my website or whatever. It's Yay. just itchio. It's itchio. I don't remember if they put it at the beginning or the end of the URL, so that's why I'm not saying the exact URL. And then I'll probably just like link it in the podcast too. If you go on itchy and search literal soup, I'm sure it'll come up to you somehow. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, if you search like <laughs> first contact too. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's 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 oh boy. You know, hosting the podcast, paying for an Adobe thing. It's a lot. <laughs> it gets to be a lot, Randy. I'm not a I'm not a rich person. I'm I'm a person with very limited funds as a poor college student. <laughs> it's okay buddy we'll make it happen <laughs> you can find our podcast on twitter at AbsoluteCast, and you can get updates and we post the new episodes there and we link to things and sometimes if i'm feeling zesty i'll give some explanations to some things whoa and zesty yeah, it's a it's a pretty it's a pretty good time also yeah also, from there, you can find our YouTube page with all of the podcasts done oh, in no. beautiful videos. Oh, and no. guess what? <laughs> Renu just no. caught up. She caught I up. I did just catch up. I'm so happy. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. You did all of them. <laughs> so congratulations. Let's have a round of applause for that. Omedeto. <laughs> Omedeto. Uh, yeah. So the videos are all caught up to where we are on the audio casts on our website. So now I can keep up with it in real time, maybe. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> all right.
Oh, before we go. Yeah. I have to talk about Grand Blue Fantasy just a little bit. Oh my god, really? Brandon, guess what? <laughs> what? They're doing a Love Live collaboration. Of course they are. <laughs> because of, of course. course. I mean, honestly, uh, I'm surprised it took this long. I am too, honestly. Uh, well. They're also doing a collaboration with Precure. Pretty Cure. Okay. Which is one of the magical girl animes that people know about. But they're yeah. doing it with the first season of Precure, which is like hella old. Okay. So that will also be interesting. It's pretty fun things coming down the pipeline for us Grand Blue Fantasy nerdos. <laughs> <laughs> love, live, love, live. <laughs> <laughs> It's gonna, it's, I, I, I get the feeling that this might usher in a couple people who have never played Grand Blue Fantasy before are gonna get in to, to get the Love Live characters and then find themselves utterly baffled by how completely obtuse this game is. This game is not easy to get into. <laughs> it basically took me like a focused two weeks to figure out how the game even works. And even now I'm still learning things. So, <laughs> yep. Yep. Well, yep. Yep. Oh, mm. exciting update. Mm hmm. I finally have enough knives. Oh my God. <laughs> I finished my knife grid because wow. I got to replace the last knife with a gun instead until <laughs> I get high level knives, which means I have a little bit of buffer to get the rest of the knives I need. Knife gun. <laughs> knife guns. Knife guns. So, yeah, my grid is going pretty good. <laughs> That's it. That was my Grand Blue update for the week. I think that's it. I think we're out. I think we're done. Akechi Goro, eat your fucking heart out. <laughs> more knives, more guns. More knives, more knives, more knives. <laughs> you know what? I really want to buy uh, a nice kitchen knife now that I'm going to be moving into a house with a kitchen. Get a Nakiri knife, the one that I lost. Oh, I'll, get a, I'll get a Nakiri knife, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love.